before we get started, just for those that are here, I'm just going to let you know today's a little bit different because our guest panel of moms is actually a surprise to Karen. So she doesn't actually know who's here. And these amazing ladies are some of her very, very good friends. And so she's going to be really surprised when she gets here. But that's why you get me in the very beginning. So I'm going to uh, introduce us and get us started. And then Karen's going to go ahead and come on and then she'll introduce our guests to you. Welcome everybody to our Mothers You Know Stay by the Tree webinar series. And this series is sponsored by our main company, Life Changing Services. And Life Changing Services provides counseling for pretty much every family member in all kinds of different needs. So check us out at lifechangingservices.org. Within Life Changing Services, we have a couple of programs. We have one program specifically for moms called Mothers Who Know. And you can find us at motherswhoknow.org. And we also teach within Mothers Who Know a mom power class that helps women become more centered in Christ. Mom power is learning to apply powerful tools and principles to find ongoing courage and peace as a mom amid life's challenges. We learn that we can stand in any storm with the Savior by our side. And for more information on that, go to mompowertraining.com. To learn a little bit more about Mom Power Training, it's an eight-week live webinar that we offer at this same time and place on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. It's presented by Karen Broadhead, who is the Parent Support Specialist at Life Changing Services and the founder and director of Mothers Who Know. Our next eight-week course starts on March 31st. And if you're already a part of Life Changing Services, that's included, the cost is included in your program for your loved one. And if you just want to learn some amazing principles, the cost is $100 for all eight weeks. You can register at mompowertraining.com. And on the website, if you click on topics, you'll see a list of all of the things that we teach in the eight weeks. We'd love it if you brought a friend along just to help you increase your peace and power in life, especially during this time of a little bit of uncertainty. Between our mom power trainings that are eight weeks, we have three weeks in between and we offer these free three week live webinars where we bring in as many special guests as we can. Our theme for the webinar is messages of hope and they're this week and then we have another one that we'll be offering next week with another special guest. So today's message of hope is called finding peace and joy in every season of life. So it looks like Karen is on and Karen, like I said earlier, doesn't know who our surprise guests are today, but I'll just tell you, cause I'm going to let her introduce them, but just so that she kind of knows who she is introducing. I'm sure she does, but these are some of her very, very special friends, Bobby, Christy, Dina, and Lynette. So Karen, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce. Good morning. Well, this is the mystery panel. This is so awesome. Uh, Bobby and Christy, Dina and Lynette, Nettie Sunshine. So these are such special women in my life. They're like heroes, mentors to me. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. I'm excited to tell you ladies about these ladies. If there were some women I could just bring on, and you know how everybody has women in their life that just look like, let me show you why I am who I am today. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the people that have made such a huge difference in my life. These would be some of the women I would bring on and say, these women have changed my life and influenced me so much. So gosh, I just feel so blessed 
All right, so I'm excited I get to introduce these women because I love them. This is Dina. Dina and I were childhood friends. Um, I moved from a, you know, in the fifth grade, I met Dina in the fifth grade, and we were fast friends, and I just adored her and was so grateful that I found such a fun, fun friend in her. And um, with like-mindedness, we liked the same kind of things, and we tried out for the same kind of things in school, and we went to the same young women's classes, and it was amazing. And then she moved away when we were started our ninth grade year to Washington, but we still stayed in touch. And then we became roommates our freshman year in college. And she called and said, do you want to be roommates? And I said, yes. And so there's Dina, and that's her beautiful family. And Dina, oh, she has a fun family. Oh, hello, Dina. Hello, how are you? <laughs> so good. So, Dina, where do you live now? Spokane, Washington. Okay, and tell us a little bit about, oh, a little bit about you, your interests, what you like to do. Um, what about your family? What you love about your family? Oh, and... I just love my family. Families <laughs> everywhere. The family is for everybody. We have a lot of fun together. We love to be together. And we try to get together as much as we can. Everybody lives far away. Um, I do. We do have one daughter that just moved back with her husband and family because they just left the Army. So they're in transition. But other than that, everybody kind of is scattered. Um, but I, I just sure enjoy being in the temple. I've worked in the temple office for the last 20 years, and um, that's a big part of my life. And um, I love to bake. That's what I like to do. I like to bake and eat. <laughs> yeah, and Dina has taught seminary so much of her adult life. Haven't you? Early morning seminary. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Dina, what's something you remember about me in the fifth grade? <laughs> I remember something about us in the seventh grade. Do you want me to share that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to share, don't you? I think I do. <laughs> it was really cold, really, really cold one winter morning, and we were outside, and, um, decided to put our tongues on what did, what was it that we put our tongues on oh our tongue stuff it was it was something cold i thought you were going to say the garbage story is that where you're going with this oh the garbage can yeah, yeah. remind me of that isn't that, I, is that what we, I just yeah i'm just thinking it couldn't it was a really cold morning and it was a garbage can but i can't imagine us putting our tongues on the garbage can no we didn't put our tongues on a garbage can no. see it's the age thing, you know, now that we're old, can't remember too much, but we laughed. Okay. We laughed until it was really bad. Yeah. And it, did our tongues stick to something? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. I totally thought you were going to share the story of it was so cold that we both were having races with our spit, our saliva. We spit on the edge of oh, the garbage can. It freeze and the spit would drip down and we'd see whose spit could get the longest before it stopped and froze that that's right that's right <laughs> yeah so needless to say we drove our young women leaders crazy 
and we, we were just not uh we were the kind of friends that drove adult people crazy but we had so much fun yes we did <laughs> <laughs> and we grew up so that's so good oh well thanks for being here dina tell me something just be thinking about this question um just um kind of an overarching like how many like tell us a little bit about you have all girls and yeah. just a, a dynamic of your family that you love and so i'm supposed to think about this for a while to answer no. later no i want you to tell me that and then i'm going to tell you the other important thing to think about okay uh one thing that i love about um, my girls is <clears throat> in raising them we didn't ever have um like i'm not one that likes to have moods like we don't nobody's moody because if you're going to be moody you're going to go somewhere else and get that out of you so um everybody just really really they're all best friends they talk to each other every day um and love being together there's no there's there's nothing they feel secure with each other they love each other so much that there's no competition they just truly love each other. And that brings me and my husband so much joy. We just genuinely love being together. And I love that. That's awesome. Okay, here's the one to think about. And it is, um, what have you learned to just love about you? Love about me? Huh? So that's the one you're okay. thinking about. What have All you right. learned to just love about you? Okay. All right, here we go next. Oh, this is Christy. Christy is my sister. And, you know, um, I have a sister above me and a sister right below me. The sister above me is Connie, and she's behind the scenes, like behind the scenes, but out front in a big way with our webinar series and our mothers, our mothers, you know, our mom power training that we do because she does all these slides. But she has, she's the brains and the heart behind what we do here. But Christy is the sister below me. And I have learned so much from my older sister, but just as much from my younger sister, because she and I have similar interests. And she has just been such a warrior of joy in her life. And I have been a warrior trying to find joy in my life. And it's been amazing to watch her just have that be kind of a natural gift that she has. She's highly gifted, and this is her beautiful blended family and her great husband, Glenn. And um, yeah, look at all their children. She had four kids, and Glenn had five kids, and when they blended their family. But uh, Christy is talented in so many ways like we could just talk about Christy all day because she she can do things and this is one of the things I've learned about me from being Christy's sister everything I ever did I was so afraid of failing and not being accepted or just had some you know how our biggest battles are our internal battles well my one of the big battles I had when I was young is watching her do things and thinking I practiced my guts out to do that and all she did was show up and she won you know I would just think that's just not fair and I can remember we'd have to share a room we shared a bed and she was always so full of joy and teasing me she loved to put her legs on me when we were sharing a bed <laughs> and I would just get so mad at her to keep her legs off of me 
but Christy. Yep. Hi, Karen. Hi, Christy. Christy lives in. I love you. Christy lives in Idaho. And oh, this is so awesome. So Christy, tell us about your family. Um, tell us what you remember about us sharing your room, just whatever you want. Tell us about your family. And but really, uh, just to give you a picture of Christy, because she'll she'll act like, okay, this is kind of a serious thing. But there is no family gathering that we have in our family that when Christy isn't there, we aren't missing Christy. Because she makes everybody laugh and she makes everybody feel a lot of joy. And she also knows how to bring the spirit in too in a powerful way. Please, Christy, tell us about you and your family. Thank you, Karen. Um, well, like you said, I we have a blended family and um and but when we blended our family, that was uh, 20 years ago. And so now uh, all our kids are grown and they, we have um, two that live here, three that live here in the state of Idaho, but everybody else is away. And so we try to get everybody together and see everybody and do things, but it's hard. And so, um, Anyway, but uh, that's, <laughs> and uh, I never ever thought that nine kids would ever leave my house. I always thought we'd be busy, busy, busy all the time and, you know, just be in that the whole time. And so that is, is, it really did happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, they all are doing great and doing good. So yeah, trying hard. Yeah, that's awesome. And Christy, what's something wonderful that you just love about the dynamic of your family? One thing that I love about our family is um, that doesn't matter when the love comes, it comes. Meaning like, you know, step parents and stepchildren, and that's a hard thing. And, but you can always make it better. You can always love more and heal hearts. And so, and that's really, really awesome. And that's happened in our family. And so, so I, I just love that, that we can forgive and, you know, even things that weren't even uh, in our control. And so it's been good to see as they've grown and realized, oh, my mom and dad aren't the devil. <laughs> The devil lives somewhere else than in the Watson house. And, uh, you know, and so um, that's been really good to be like, oh, I do love my dad or I do like Christy. Not love yet, but it's going to come. And so, anyway, but that's something that I've loved to, you know, that it's, you there's never lose hope. Like your theme. Yeah. Yeah, so good. So, Christy, tell us some of your interests really quick. Like some some of the things you just love to do. I love to decorate. I just started a business this last year, uh, wedding decorations and wedding catering and stuff. I love to cook, and um, I love to speak. I love to teach. I love being happy. I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and I love jumping around and being silly. 
<laughs> okay, that's about all. Okay, so good. Thanks, Christy. Yeah. All right, will you be considering the same thing I asked Dina, which, which is, what have you learned to just love about you? Okay, Bobby. I met Bobby my freshman year of college. Like I mentioned, Dina and I said, let's be roommates and go to Rick's college. And we lived in the dorms. And Bobby was one of our roommates. And she, um, she was the kind of girl I had never met in my whole life. And I know that God wanted me to meet her because he wanted to show me that you could choose, that you could choose um, how to be how you wanted to be and that you could show up dynamically and be wonderful if you wanted to. And so just watching her example of how she lived like that every day um, in a faithful, happy, service oriented, uh, look for the best in everybody and everything kind of way. Um, I can't remember ever waking up ever and seeing Bobby, Bobby that she didn't say, good morning. She always said, good morning, and it's just stuck with me my whole life. It's what I do in my house, just good morning, just starting her her day. You could just tell when she got up, it was like she's, there's the force, the Bobby force, and she had a lot of influence because of it. So, Bobby, tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Well, my family, as you saw, it's a wedding picture because we have been in the wedding business for the last, um, my kids, I have four kids from, they're 10 years apart, but they all decided to get married within 18 months. So <laughs> the last few years, we were in the wedding business and had weddings. All of them, all four got married. So we had a little fun wedding party all, uh, all forever. So we had them all get married and that was fun. And then I thought this year was my year to just sit back and enjoy. But then my husband decided that the job decided to move us from Kansas City to Denver. So right now we're in the process of moving to Denver. So now we're moving to Denver, trying to figure out life. We've been in Kansas for the last 15 years, which we loved, loved, loved. And Kansas was our home and loved it. We came, went to Kansas from Denver and we love Denver too. So coming back to Denver, trying to figure out a home. And I met my brother and, and brother and sister-in-law's home, which is lovely. So being there until we get settled and, that's my life right now. <laughs> Transitioning. Uh, Transitioning forever. I love it. <laughs> yes. So lovely, lovely. You're so good. So yeah. mommy, tell us something that you, um, what's something that you uh, love about the dynamic of your family? Oh, my family, the dynamic is every single kid is so different. It's amazing that they all came out of me and Keith. <laughs> but it's very fun. It keeps us hopping. They're very different, but it's very, um, my kids are very different and it's been a challenge to, you know, you think you get one parenting skill down and you're so excited to use it on the next kid and it doesn't work and you're like, that is great. I get to choose and figure out something new and you figure it out, but I love how different and they keep us hopping and it's very fun. They yeah. all have very different, like, you know, interests, but it's very fun. Yeah. That's so good. And when you talk to Bobby about her family, really, it is fun. Even when she shares bad things that are going on in her family, she'll say, isn't that fun? We're just having so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. Okay, Bobby, be thinking, what have you learned to love about you? Okay. Thank you. All right. Lynette was Bobby's childhood friend. 
and they came oh and there's her family picture there you go they came uh to rick's college it was their second year at rick's college and dina and i's first year when we were all roommates and bobby and lynette are just the happiest friends that laugh more than any other friendship i have ever seen they laugh all the time with each other um but same thing Lynette had such a dynamic, just she and Bobby together, and the way that they approached their own lives and their own schedules. Because I came to, to uh, Rick's College with a 2.6 GPA from high school. I knew I'm never gonna be successful here. I also had made a lot of mistakes um, before I got to college and thought, I'm never going to be successful here because only really righteous people go here and I've made so many mistakes. Um, and so anyway, it was just this awakening in me that was like, Karen, you can be amazing. You don't have to accept um, what you think you are. It's a lot more about not what you're doing, but what you're becoming. And these Two women, Lynette, she was such a good example to me of how to be responsible, how to be thoughtful and have character about other people, um, how to be nurturing and kind and accept people right where they were at, um, and just taught me so much about, um, yeah, just about looking more inside of me to see me. She's such an amazing gal, and she's come and both uh, some of these gals have taken some of my classes, uh, but really it's just been so fun to share our lives together and to notice how different we are and the things that have happened to all of us since we were younger. So Lynette, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, thank you for letting me be here, and that was nice of you to share those thoughts. Um, my family, I have five children, uh, four of which are 24 and older, and then I have a nine-year-old boy, and we live in Mapleton, Utah, and my husband and I both work at the Utah State Mental Hospital. My husband runs a greenhouse program, and I'm a teacher's assistant in a classroom of eight, eight high school girls. And so we got shut down this week. So here I am. That's a good thing. My family, I love my family so much. They have been my teachers of digging deeper and, and just, they've opened my eyes to the street world, to the things that can happen, and then their resilience of how they just keep going, keep trying. And we all stay in contact and that's that's a miracle because some families just fall apart but our family we text all the time and we're a little spread out um but that's how it works and you just do the best you can each day <laughs> that's so awesome all right thanks for being here lynette okay i just want you gals to know uh that before i leave just the dynamic of this roommate thing i know that you have friends and sisters and people in your life that when you're with them you just feel like we can start right where we were at even though it's been years since i've seen you or talked to you um but 
um, these women loved me so much that when uh, I was really struggling and had lost my identity um, and really had a difficult time in my 20s, uh, we were, we all got together and with our spouses and um, when it was just us and our spouses had left, these women could see that my soul was sick. And it was through their courage to say, Karen, what is wrong with your face? That's really what they said. What's wrong with your face? There's something wrong with your face. Something wrong with your eyes. There's something wrong inside you because you can see it in your eyes and in your face. And then we sat and I tried to deny that anything was wrong with me and that my life was absolutely normal, just like theirs. Um, and that I was rocking it, but they wouldn't hear it. They said, nope, there's something going on with you. And had they not done that, um, I would have struggled so much more. I'm so grateful for, for them and their love. Um, so grateful that they had the courage to, to say, we can really see you. We know you. Um, it's been some years since we've seen you, but what is wrong with your face? And so anyway, that's been such a cool thing to notice too, that God brings people into our life just so he can help us. Not just right then, but later. All right. Well, this is a panel of amazing women that we're going to go over some. Will you tell me the name of this webinar again? <laughs> It is finding peace and joy in every season of life. I wanted okay. to make sure I got that right. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? I love that because when you when I came on and you were saying that, I was like, well, that's fun to know. That's what this is called. The seasons of life and understanding that they are our seasons of life and that seasons change just like nature. That means I can change just like nature. Sometimes I have to get all frozen and hard and last forever. And, and then I have to, and sometimes my leaves fall off, all that kind of stuff. But in the spring, things change and seasons are real. And so I'm so glad that's the um, theme of this. So I, I have some questions that I've been looking at that I thought, well, how would I, how would we um, address this? I think actually, before this webinar, these gals got together and talked about important things in the lives of women in seasons and what kind of questions would be important to ask. And then I just added a few of my own after I'd seen the questions that they had come up with. So I'm going to go with some of the themes that they came up with in this next 30 minutes. But before I do, um, when you're considering seasons, I think it goes right along with the question that I posed to all of you, which is, what have you learned to love about you? And why is that even an important question? So Dina, you've had the longest to think about it, so you get to go first. And then Christy, then Bobby, then Lynette. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think that um, I'm a rose-colored glasses girl. I. I like to look for the positive in any situation 
and sometimes it drives people crazy, but it's, it's, I think is my survival. Um, I, I think that through study and prayer, I have, um, gained the gift of faith. And so I think with that, it helps me to be positive and know that there are there, you know, that the Lord loves me. He loves my family. He loves all of us. He wants the best for us. And, and I truly believe that. And so that just helps me just be positive in things. Things are all going to work out. If, if things are hard, it's, it's going to work out. So I think that I like that I'm positive. That's excellent. Thanks, Dina. And did you grow there or did you kind of know that when you were younger? Um, I think I've always kind of been a happy person. So I think it's probably part of my nature, but I think as you grow older, you do strengthen the gifts that you're given. So, so good. All right, Christy. Um, that's what I've learned to love about me is just in the last two years, um, I've learned to love my body and, um, just how it is just what Heavenly Father gave me. And um, that was a great, wonderful thing to learn because I think um, I'd always just gone through life and been like, whatever, and this is just what I have, and I guess I have to deal with it. And I don't like this, and you know how you get up in the morning and you don't like this, you don't like that. Oh, my gosh, why is that out there so far? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you know, and... um and uh, I learned that if I can love myself, then I can love others. Anyway, that's what I've learned in the last two years that's really helped me. And um, so I just um, really seriously, almost every day, I touch every part of my body and I go like this. I love my head. I love my cheeks. I love my double chin. Like, you know, I just love all those things. And I love my tummy. I love my bum. Um, and uh, so that um, I don't forget what a gift it is from Heavenly Father and that I'm thankful for it every day. Instead of waking up and being like, oh my gosh, it's so stupid. And why do I have this? And, well, and just hating it, you know. Right. Oh, thank you for that. That's such an important thing to learn and such a great thing to share. All right, Bobby, what have you learned to just love about you? I, um, you know, I love that I love to help people. I love helping people and I think that it's a gift from Heavenly Father that, you know, I love to help people and invite people in. I've learned that as I look for houses, it's always funny that I like to look for houses with a basement finished or, you know, room for people and people are like, well, all your kids are gone. And it's something that I just love to have space to have people come and, you know, offer help and offer people, you know, places to be. I love that. I, I need to help people. It's just a part of me. That's excellent. Yeah. And over the years, Bobby has adopted people. They come to her house and just stay there because it, it's what she loves. <laughs> It's so great. It's Yeah. Lynette, how about you? Well, that's a tricky question. Um, I, what have I grown 
to love about myself. So it's a growing process, just so you know. It hasn't always been. Um, one is to, I've grown to like to listen to people rather than be the one to talk. I've grown to um, appreciate every, my progress each day. A lot of times I'm always looking way ahead that this is what I want to do or be or have. And it's so far out there that I can't enjoy the journey. So I've learned to embrace each day and just think about each day separate because um, it's a growing process. It's, yeah. And then what Christy was saying, I've grown to appreciate my chubby little this and my chubby little that and, um, and be okay about joking about it. I work with some of the, the girls at the hospital and um, I used to never be able to say, I'm just a little chubby or I really like to eat chocolate or this or that. And now it's just a big joke and it's a lot of fun and I'm, I, I'm embracing that I can't see very well, my gray hair. So each stage is something that I have to grow to enjoy about myself. So awesome. So good. Well, here's what keeps coming to my mind. And so I, I tend to lean on what keeps coming to my mind. So these women I trust immensely. Um, like enough to say, could you take care of my children for 10 years? I trust all of them like that. That They would do an amazing job um, and teach my children things that I couldn't teach them. But you all met and discussed together um, some of the seasons in our lives and how we are empowered or disempowered, what kinds of things would be important to discuss here on this panel. And I think if I ask a question and then I go from you to you to you, a lot less would come out and a lot more will come out if I say from that meeting and discussion that you had, um, what was in your heart? What was in your mind while you were having that discussion? And since then, as you've been preparing yourself spiritually and mentally to be here to serve me and so many women, what came to your mind where you just thought, you know, um, these things are important for women. They've been important to me. These are some things I've noticed because there's categories I have, things about adult children and navigating having adult children, becoming an empty nester, um, about how to, you know, what, what changes when kids get married and, and the different seasons of life, um, your relationship with God and how that grew and navigating challenging times. How do you do it? Um, and, but anyway, I'd just love for each of you to be, uh, to share what comes to your mind when you've been preparing for this, what's been impressing you. That's what I trust you to do. So I'm just going to let you all go, but decide who goes first. Go ahead, Lynette. The first thing that comes to my mind about, um, navigating adult children I have four adult children, and I have one daughter, and she is 29 this year, and she's not married. She's gone through several different, she was almost married after her mission, 
And then after her mission, she came home and um, she didn't marry this young man. I mean, up to the week before the wedding. And, um, and that was okay. That was fine. I'm glad she did that. But since then, in the last few years, she has gone down a road of um, just being sexually active with boys that will accept her. And she's an amazing young woman. So navigating as a parent through that has been just like a surprise to me. That's been a surprise because I never thought she'd go down that road. And she's very religious. She's never lost her faith. She loves Jesus Christ. She goes to counseling. She goes to church. And she really loves the Savior and includes the Holy Ghost in all her decisions when she wants to. And um, currently, she is in a relationship with a young man who is not a member of the church. She lives in Idaho, but he treats her 100% better than all the other young men who were members of the church but not living the gospel. So I've had to take a step back and just trust her. And she said that to me, just trust my choice. And I've had to erase the, the myth of, oh, he's not a member of the church. Nope, that's not an issue anymore. We met him. He is a wonderful person. He could join the church any day. Um, he treats her well. She can be more herself. So being a parent of a daughter, I have to really hold myself back and just listen to her. And if she asks, share um, and just let her know I trust her and just let her know that she's in her prayers and that uh, we know have Holy, the Holy Ghost works with her as well as with us and let the Holy Ghost guide her. So parenting um, older children is just a lot of texting, a lot of phone calling, a lot of listening, a lot of prayers but mostly it's just watching and sitting back. And when I see progress or a step forward or something wonderful to be sure to share that with her so that it encourages her forward. So I guess it's the rule of um, when you're parenting is um, encourage positive behaviors right when you see them. So that's been my experience just recently. And, and what a peace of mind it is. And then stay close to my Heavenly Father in Scripture and prayer. Thanks, Lynette. Uh, so good. All right. And you gals, you're welcome to touch on any topic that's in your heart. Something that's in your heart. Something that came to your mind. Thank you for that, Lynette. And you gals that are here listening, I hope that you're listening for what the Spirit's teaching, teaching you. I just learned a lot from Lynette in what she said about how to navigate something with one of my children and took a note of it. So uh, anyway, thank you. So, okay, Bobby, Christy, Dina, what's on your heart? What, what came to your mind when you were considering coming? Um, go ahead, Bobby. You know what? I always, I just think it's so important as, as women, as we go through different seasons of our life to really embrace what season we're in. Like I look back at all of my seasons and I think that it's so important to when you're when you're young your young season to embrace that and as you're in your teenage years embrace that. I look back and I think I love each season and I remember thinking when my kids leave me I was gonna be in fetal position and I wouldn't know what to do and now that they're gone, 
I love the empty nesting, and I didn't think I would, but it's really joyful how Heavenly Father has a plan for us. And he makes it, you know, you kind of worry. You don't know what each stage is going to be, but I think of Heavenly Father, when you embrace it and you do the best that you can in each stage, it's a beautiful plan that Heavenly Father has for us. And he knows that when you do your best in each stage, that it goes forward beautifully. And I'm so grateful for that because if you go forward and you do the things that you do, it's really a beautiful plan. And I'm so grateful that Heavenly Father has it and we don't have to do it. And if you do it, it just happens beautifully. So I think that the best you know, thing I, I learned as a mother that when you embrace where you are and don't look forward or don't look back and wish, oh, I wish my kids were young or oh, I can't wait until they get older. It just happens so beautifully. So I'm grateful for those moments that I embraced. I loved each stage of my mothering and it's fun to, you know, where you're at. And I just love that. I love, you know, I love parenting now and I love being the parent of an adult children. It's hard. I, you know, everything that Lynette said would hit it right on the nail. You know, you just pray and you, you know, listen and you stay in close contact. Stay by the tree. The lessons that you've taught us in your class is so beautiful because you stay by the tree. It's, you know, by nature, I want to get in and I want to go save him and I want to grab him. But the lessons that I've learned from your class of stay by the tree has been so helpful for me to be able to say, I'm not their savior. We all have our savior. We get to stay by the tree and be the, the steady example of, you know, doing what is right and being their light. But the savior will save them. I do think that it's so important for us to embrace our stages and love where we're at and not to look forward or backwards. Ah, so good. That makes me think of a lesson that I learned about the Holy Ghost and that the Holy Ghost is a gift or a present. And to just think the Holy Ghost helps you in the present, not in the future and not in the past. That's where Satan wants you to go and not find joy where you're at. And the Holy Ghost can't help you unless you're present. Like you can't, you, you, you have to be where you're at in that season and I love that, doing your best in the season, because if I want the present or I need to be present, I can't be worried and perseverating about what's going to change and what's going to get better or regretting and wishing something different from behind me, but being present and thinking I can't really get where I want to be unless I am trying to be peaceful where I'm at. And then the Holy Ghost will come and teach me things. Yeah. So good. I think so many times we get caught up in thinking, oh, when I get that, oh, when I, you know, get that somewhere. But I think it's, we forget that the whole part of life is enjoying the journey and enjoying all parts of that journey is what our Heavenly Father wants us to do. And I think, you know, as young moms, we get so caught up in thinking, oh, it's going to be so much better when this happens. Or, oh, when this happens. Always oh, so fun when our kids get married, and you just get caught up in that instead of that. In the moment is so beautiful. We get we forget about living that in the moment. When we're making memories. I look back and I think, oh, those little moments. You don't realize you're making memories, and then you think those little memories that we make at every stage is so important and so fun. So it's encouraging to say every step of our life is a memory, and just embrace it. I just want to say, embrace those moments. Embrace our life. It's so important. Embrace every step that we're in is 
such a sweetness if we can embrace where we're at. So what about if you're somewhere you really don't want to be? You never dreamed you'd be there, and it's so stinky and messy. And, and you know what? You, it, it's a lesson that I've learned. Um, you have to embrace that because I think that our Heavenly Father wants us to learn. You know, someone said who was in, I think that lesson last week that um, we learned from um, Sister Jorgensen is instead of saying, why am I here? You say, okay, Heavenly Father, what am I supposed to learn? What lesson am I learning in there? Is that embracing even the hard times? You have to embrace that and say, what am I supposed to learn? And how am I supposed to be helping someone? Because that is why we're here. We're not here to have a party. Sometimes I say, you know what? I don't think I was listening. I was probably in the back of the line talking. When Heavenly Father gave me this trial, I don't think I signed up for this trial. That's all I'm, I was back in line talking. This was not my trial. But unfortunately, it was my trial. and It's our trials. We came to earth to learn and to grow and to figure things out. And Heavenly Father gave us those trials. We, he knows we can do it. So instead of saying, why am I doing this? Why do I have it? We say, okay, what am I supposed to be learning? What celestial blessing am I going to learn so that you can use me? Embrace it. Just take it and learn it. There's no way to, you can't go back. You can't go forward. You've got to figure it out. So I just say, embrace life. Figure it out. Go forward. You can do it. How my father gave it to you. We can do whatever he gives us. And that's what we got to learn. Embrace life. The gift. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Yeah. All right, Dina, you're unmuted. And then we're coming to you, Christy. I'm only unmuted because you said unmute. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm sure you were muted. I'm sure you were unmuted because you just thought, I know exactly what I want to say. No, you said everybody unmute. So I unmuted. <laughs> I'm just trying to be obedient. Oh, you are so great. So, okay, Dina, I'm going to go to Christy then. Okay. But be thinking, like really, when we were having our discussion about what would we talk about, what would be so great? And then as you've been thinking about coming and being here, um, just there's so much of what's happened in our journey of life that we're like, I would really want to tell women this. I would want to. Well, it was just really fun. It was really fun last week when we all met together and just um, thought about things and, and um, just communicated with each other on such a personal level. It just, you know, the love that you feel for your people um, is just, it's just great. And we can feel that for all of people, you know, every, everyone, um, because we're all going through this life together. We all have different experiences. We all deal with things differently. And um, it's, it's just good to know that we are all, we're all in this together. We all are, are working on getting ready to see our Savior again. We're all going through this test and, and um, just learning and growing. And nobody's got it figured out. And nobody has the perfect family. And, you know, just are working together. And I think that's, that's the thing, not to think that you are the only one that has something bad going on. Everybody's got something bad going on. But it's, it's how you deal with it. You know, just like Bobby said, enjoying the journey, enjoying every season you're in. And your circumstances, if you can't change them, uh, you need to learn to be happy in them. And if you can change them, that's what we're here to do. We're here to learn and grow and change and make things uh, 
better. So I don't know. I just really enjoyed last week and all of us talking together. It was fun. So good. Okay, Dina, I feel impressed to ask you. I want you sisters to know that I, it was maybe a couple months ago, Dina and her mother. I've, I had the opportunity to know Dina's mother and father really well because she was my friend. And I spent so many hours at her house watching how her mom and dad did a mom and dad thing or her mom and dad did a marriage thing. And then I've also noticed, actually, one of Dina's sisters married one of my brothers. And so I've also been able to watch her, Dina's sister, um, be a wife to one of my brothers. And one of the things that I've learned from Dina's mother and from Dina is how did, that they have a gift at loving and being married well. Like, not that they picked the, like, the perfect man on the universe, but they figured out how to be married and love well. I actually set up a meeting with Dina. I said, can I just meet with you all by yourself, just you? <laughs> because I just got this impression from the Spirit very strongly that I'm doing it wrong. And I know you're doing it right. And so I want to ask you how you did that so that the spirit could teach me more because it's impressing me to ask you in your marriage when the spirit said you need to step back and let your husband lead that's what i wanted to know how did you do that when he wasn't just leading anyway but there's lots of things not just that but dina tell us something that you've done to just have a successful marriage um well <clears throat> i think that it's it's all in the give and take, and I, it truly is giving 100%. I don't think you can ever split it down the middle and say, I'll give 50 and you give 50. You have to give 100, even if your husband's giving 10. You're still giving 100 all the time. I think service is huge. I think, um, you know, watching my parents, my mom and dad always made each other first, no matter what. Kids or no kids, you know, they're, they're always number one. And I think that that taught me very young that um, your husband's number one. You're going to have kids, lots of kids, not very many kids, whatever, but your husband comes first. And, and our girls always knew from the get-go, you know, dad always came first in my life. I always serve him first. He's, he's my everything. And the girls love him so much. They put him on some kind of a pedestal that he feels uncomfortable being on. He, he says all the time, I, you know, I don't deserve such wonderful girls who love me so much. But I think when you love your spouse so much and you treat them that way, they rise to the occasion. They become how you treat them. And so I was grateful to be able to learn that. And it's helped me a lot. I mean, things are, you know, normal marriage, up, downs, all that stuff. Um, but it just, it just makes, it makes things better. I don't know. That's so good. I, I don't think I could have described that that's what you did. Like, I think she does this. But when she said it out loud, giving 100%, like, yeah, there's some things I've seen her do that I think, why is she doing that? I would have never thought in a million years to go do that for my husband. <laughs> but it's like she has in the forefront of her mind, I give 100%. And um, it's been a blessing in my life to see that. But 
and her example's been awesome. Okay, Bobby, and then we're coming to you, Christy. Saw your hand, Bobby. It's okay, go to Christy. I was just gonna say, it was the sweetest example to see Dina's parents. They were the example for me to have in my marriage. So true. Yeah. I, did, I remember going to Dina's house. Her parents were cooking tacos. Her mom would be cooking tacos. She'd always open the olives and dump them in a bowl, and anybody could eat however many olives they wanted before dinner because she was making tacos. And um, she was just super out there with her personality and stuff. She's a really dynamic gal. And, um, but yeah, it was just crazy. Her dad would come home from work, and I'd be standing right there in the kitchen, and they would start like kissing in at my house. It was like crazy. I would think they're like not kissing. They're kind of like making out, I think. Like, I think that's what making out is. Um, but you could just tell they just really loved each other and really tried to nurture that romance and caring for each other. It was, it was fun. Okay. Dina, I mean, Christy, sorry about that. Christy, please, what's on your heart? What came to your mind when you were considering coming and the pre-meeting you guys had? Well, I also loved the pre-meeting and I loved, I am, I am your sister. And so all these wonderful women, I um, really looked up to as <clears throat> I was younger than you. And I always thought, wow. And I remember going and visiting you at Rick's college and these women were th there going and coming and doing their thing. And, and I thought, Wow, you know, and so I've always felt that way about Bobby, Lynette, Lynette and Dina that, wow, you know, and, um, and you too, Karen, that you just um, are pretty amazing uh, women. And so when I was able to talk with them, um, really, I just wrote a lot of things down <laughs> and learned um, from them and um, and then just the thing that's been coming to my mind, <clears throat> excuse me, all week is that go to the tree and stay at the tree. And then uh, the when Bobby was talking, I just um, remember um, that my daughter in the season of being a young mother said to me, I just figured out what I'm going to do with my life. And, um, and I thought it, at the minute she said that it kind of hurt my heart because I was like, what, you're a mother, you have small children, you're, you're a mother. Like, that's what you're doing in your life. Isn't that wonderful? And, and I always was like, you don't need to do anything else, but be a mother. And, um, so anyway, and I, I just visited with her yesterday and, um, so sweet and those little kids are just so sweet and uh i love being a grandma and um anyway i just um want to tell young mothers i guess that you don't have to be anything what you are right now is enough and what you are doing right now in your home with your children with your family is enough and um I remember when I was um, in my first marriage and I had no money and uh, Karen came to my house one day and I was so embarrassed because all of my clothes that we had in our house, I, didn't, I couldn't wash them. We didn't have a washing machine. 
And so I covered them up. I put them all in the corner and I covered them up with a big blanket because <laughs> we didn't have a hamper either because <laughs> we were really, really poor. But those times um, I will never regret because I was, I was with my children and my babies. And um, even though I was hard and we had no money and nothing, we had nothing. Um, I had everything at the same time because I had those little babies and little kids. And so I just think that nowadays, you know, Satan wants everybody to be something and do something and, and you have to be, be, be. And uh, there is a time for that. And when you have little children, it's not the time, I guess. I guess that's kind of bold, but anyway. That's what's been on my heart. Thank you so much, Christy. Ah, you know what? We're going to transition right now because we're at the top of the hour and we're going to go to a Q&A. But before we do, I want to turn the time back over to April. But before I turn the time back over to her, I would just be, I would regret not inviting you to come and spend more time with us. I would regret not telling you that the messages that we share in our under our mothers who know umbrella connected to life-changing services are so insightful and powerful and the reason i know that is because i know that through the spirit i have been so inspired that it's in the messes of our life that we find god and it's in the messes of our lives that we find ourselves with God. And there is, no matter how messy it gets, there's always a message and a miracle in every single mess. Like, it's an absolute. That's never not true. We can miss it, but there's always a message and always a miracle in every mess. And we can find that. You've heard some people stay by the tree. Christy just said, go to the tree and stay by the tree. Our motto here is stay by the tree. Because if we can learn to beckon from the tree, Lehi beckoned from the tree in a loud voice. And a loud voice can look like we're listening for the message, trying to find the miracle. It doesn't mean we're yelling and running around and wishing we were somewhere else and trying to make sure this goes away fast. But there's a lot of influence women have and our greatest influence and even our divine gift really is to support God's work because it's his work to bring to pass our success inside of us and outside of us. And if we can allow him to do that and just know this is really hard to be here, or it's really great to be here, whatever the season is, that's, or whatever's happening in your season. I just invite you to join us and learn what that means to stay by the tree and how you support God's work. Instead of allowing our enemy, Lucifer, to tell us that our messes make it so that we don't matter. Uh, make it so that uh, the loudest message is we should be ashamed of what we are and who we are and what we love. Uh, really, there's power in the truth, and staying in our truth is so important. So I invite you to come and learn more. 
And April, I think, is going to tell you some announcements about next week and things. Thank you, Karen, and thanks to all of our panel members. Just as a reminder for those that are here and those that are going to be listening to the recording, we do have one more week in our Stay by the Tree webinar series, and next week we'll be hosting Kim Davis, who's going to be talking about the real secret to peace, tools for you, your family, and your sanity. So join us next week at the same time. And also, be sure to register for our mom power training. If you want to know more about what it means to find the miracle in your messes, to learn how to stay by the tree, join us for mom power. You can register at mompowertraining.com. And the next eight week series starts March 31st. Also, if you're not able to attend live, we do send out the recordings each week. And we're also in the process of creating uh, videos that you can watch also that'll go with the slides. Some of the things that you learn, some of the fun quotes from Mom Power. Uh, here's one. We know that despite what the world is shouting, we and our children can stand tall with hope, power, and light because we know who the Savior is and we know how to rely on his enabling power. That's also a quote from Karen's book, Mama Trauma, Now What? Steadfast Strategies to Stay Centered on Christ. So if you haven't read that book, uh, email us and we can give you a link to a copy or go to our website, motherswhoknow.org, and at the very bottom, there's a link to Karen's book. This webinar has been sponsored by Mothers Who Know and Life Changing Services, so be sure to check us out, motherswhoknow.org, and also lifechangingservices.org. So we're going to turn the time back over to those on the panel. We did have a, a question that's in the chat that actually looks like an awesome question. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask it and then the panel can ask and we'll, or answer and we'll open it up to everybody else. But the question is, is there a difficult challenge you've had that you've learned to embrace and what was the message that you learned in your mess? While you're thinking, because I just was thinking as you were going over those announcements, I thought nobody knows about the messes in my life, probably more than these women. Like they've trans, they've, they've seen, these are the hard things Karen's gone through. These are the struggles she's had with her family and in her heart or with her children. And we haven't been able to stay in touch really closely all these years. We've wanted to, but we've all invested so much in our lives and our families that I'm hoping that, when now that we're all empty nesters, uh, some of us, some of us are not still, but, um, but we're almost there. Um, but anyway, I just think, as April was saying, I thought every time we get to the end and I say, please join us, or we announce, um, here's what we talk about and you should come. I always feel so like I'm still trying to just learn how to accept that and love that. Cause I think, you still think, I'm still that really messy girl. I'm still that messy girl who hasn't figured a lot of things out yet. Um, but I do just feel so grateful to think these women who've been such an influence in my life and helped me find a message and miracle in my mess. It's just been so amazing. I don't think I'd maybe be doing what I'm doing the way I'm doing it without influence of these important people in my life. So what comes to your mind off that question? Do you want to read it again, April? You bet. So is there a difficult challenge you've had that you've learned to embrace 
And then what was the message you learned in your mess? Okay. So my heart's beating because this is um, personal, but we all share problems. Wow, excuse me. I have a son and um, he's older now and married and happy and things are going great. There was a time when he was in high school um, where he was uh, assigned through drug court to go to a rehab facility. And I was pregnant at 45 with my little boy. Those two things were going on. In addition, while he was in this facility, well, I had just had Ashton. And um, he was a newborn and I was nursing at 45 and going to therapy. And then when he was assigned to a facility, then we had to go visit him weekly and travel an hour both ways. And I was nursing in the car up and in the car back. And then I was sitting through sessions with this young boy, trying to help him with his issues and therapy and counseling. And then on top of that, while he was up there, he um, divulged some information about how he was um, sexually abused by a family member. And that compounded everything. And I remember the therapy session when he shared that. And Mark and I were on our way home in the car at night, and I was in the back seat nursing. And I felt like I could just wanted to melt into the seat and disappear because I could not see anything clearly. And I could not see how we were going to get through this. That was the challenge. But... I learned that I just hang on and do what Karen said. You hang on to the tree and it brings light and direction and courage and strength that you had no idea that was deep down inside of you. And one day at a time, one quart at a time, one event at a time, one, just one day at a time. Sometimes it was one hour at a time. Let's just get through this feeding. Let's just get this baby in bed. Let's just get through family night. Let's just get through scripture study. Let's just get through today. Tomorrow, progress. So that's what I learned. It's sometimes it's one minute at a time. and um, But you come out of it, and I look back now at how strong he is, how strong we are how empathetic we can be with so many different people and the events that they go through, um, how happy we can be because we can laugh about some of those hard things like, oh, you'll make it. It'll be hard, but you'll be fine. Um, so there's a lot of learning that takes place, and I'm sure all of you women have experienced hard things, compounded things, one thing on top of another, and it's just, you can smile, and you're surprised you can smile because you are. The Lord is a Lord of miracles. He has said, I am able to do my own work, and he does it, no matter who helps him and no matter what needs to be done. He helps all of us, and that's 
That's my testimony. Mm, so awesome. Thanks, Lynette. Any of you other gals want to answer that same question? Well, um, I've had quite a few messes, probably 458,000. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not counting. But um, anyway, there's just been, um, and uh, I, I, uh, I don't even know where to start or what to say or what anything, but I just know that you can go through messes and, um, and you can have peace um, because you're holding on to the tree still. And when Lynette was talking, I had a vision in my mind of me holding on to the tree and my legs, my whole body are out being pulled front to the world. And, and you're like, ah, <laughs> right? And just trying to hold on with all you have, just your hands, you know? And because um, everything else is pulling you. And um, I think sometimes that's how we're pulled, but we just need to, you know, stay, stay there. I, I just don't even know what to say. I just know that, that we can do it. We can. Uh, go through our messes and go through the hard times and hard things if we lean on Jesus Christ and lean on on the atonement and it's so amazing that if I reach to him it's amazing how every time uh, he's catched me he's been there and um, you can feel it and uh, he loves us and um, he wants us to keep going. And um, another thing I'm just thinking of is that I don't think we realize how amazing we really are because, you know, we're on this earth and Satan tells us all the lies and we believe him. And, um, but that if we didn't believe those things and in our messes, we would, we would get through them um, and feel like we conquered this. Yes. You know, like, um, Bobby was saying, like, you get through it, you just do it. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, um, and you're a warrior, like Karen says, you know, um, but I think we'd feel that way if we didn't believe the things that Satan tells us so much. Um, because we do think like, I'm so stupid. This is so dumb. Why did I do that again? Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And, you know, why is this happening? Like we question and, and doubt and uh, listen to um, Satan too much. And that's one thing that I've grown to learn is that I, I talk to Satan. I don't listen to him anymore. When he says, you know, you're stupid, you're dumb, Christy. Oh my gosh, why did you do that? I say, you know what? Get away from me. <laughs> and um, I don't talk to, I don't listen to him anymore. I talk to him and tell him to leave. And so, I don't know. I just know that we can do it and we're stronger than we think we, we are. We have the power of Jesus Christ. We have him to help us. And um, so we need to lean on that rather than believing the lies that we so easily believe. So good. Thank you, Christy. That was awesome. 
Bobby, Dina, anything to add? Bobby, you're unmuted, so I think you have something to add. I just, I, I came from a home that, um, you know, on the outside, we looked really good, all my growing up years. And then um, when I was married and had a, two children, my parents decided to get divorced. And um, that alone brought some trials and that um, challenges that, you know, just my whole upbringing, it kind of wiped up everything I thought I thought I had. And so going through those challenges as a young adult, trying to figure out and putting those pieces together, I had to embrace and figure out, you know, what was real and what wasn't real and figure all those things out. Um, just trying to figure those, you know, what was truth and what wasn't when I was trying to figure out, you know, my whole upbringing and all of the things that I thought were real. Um, and it was interesting with marriage. I remember seeing Dina's parents as this example of that's what you can be in love and be married. And my parents fought my whole, you know, upbringing. So I remember looking at Dina's parents and going, wow, they're still in love. And she's this, you know, they're old and they're married and they're still in love. And I remember thinking that's what I wanted my marriage to be. So it was interesting seeing that example. And I always wanted to be like them. But um, so when I learned from my um, challenge of my parents being divorced, I learned a lot. And I've learned throughout my life as I've, you know, navigated how all seven of my siblings dealt with that divorce. I've embraced it and we've all learned different ways and we've all taken it different avenues of how it's affected our life as adults. It's been very interesting, but I've tried to learn things and I've tried to help figure out, you know, how it's affected us as adults. But it's interesting how Heavenly Father can help you and then teach you different things from your challenges. And that's what I try to do when I have challenges is go, okay, Heavenly Father, what am I supposed to learn and how am I supposed to help other people from the challenges that you give me? I think it's what we're supposed to do. It's excellent. When you, when you think of the a message, like that's definitely the message, just help and learn what you can from what's going on and embrace it in a way that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. When you look at that situation, like, can you think, here's a miracle that's come out of that mess? I see lots of miracles because I think it, I look at my siblings and our marriages and I see that we really fight hard to have good marriages because we see what happened with my parents' marriage. And I think it's interesting that we all have pretty good marriages, most of the seven, a couple of them not, but I mean, we've all fought hard to have marriages. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that. Dina, do you want to add anything to that question? Finding miracles, messages in a mess? Finding messages in the mess. I think that we can always find the messages because the Lord wants to talk to us. And I think the, you know, we always say, oh, stay close to the Lord. It's kind of like, you know, that simple answer, but it really is the answer. I mean, that, that, is the answer if we truly put the Lord first and if we truly you know we are we are up in the morning we're showing our sacrifice by studying and praying and really keeping that on our minds um, throughout the day the blessings I've noticed in my life the blessings um, cannot be contained they they come and um, 
I think that is truly, that is the key here, is just to stay close to the Lord, to continually look for the messages that we receive through people, through our prophet, through our leaders, the, you know, the angels that bless us. We, we will receive the things that we need and we'll receive the help that we need. And that's, you know, I just think that's the answer. So awesome. Thank you, Dina. Before we go, I just want to express my gratitude to these gals and to you sisters for being here, for your stories and for the things that you're making so beautiful right where you're standing. Uh, I'm so appreciative to uh, these women being the message and miracles in my life uh, in different times and seasons that I've had. Yeah, I can just think of so many stories, each one of them. One um, that's really cute, I was dating the wrong guy and um, big mess. And I, and I knew I shouldn't be dating him. And we were sitting on my couch in my parents' home. And all of a sudden, uh, Christy came in with a hula skirt on and some kind of funny, I don't know if she had those coconut things on. I can't remember. She just looked wild, like, I'm a hula girl. I'm a Hawaii girl. And since you're just sitting here in the living room, I'm going to do a hula dance for you. <laughs> And it was just so funny because, I mean, she's just, it was really, literally, I just want you to change the energy of your life. I want you to change the energy of this room. I want you to change, uh, I want you to know that on purpose you can do something more. Uh, like she had this way of just saying, I really don't feel embarrassed and I'm just going to do something funny right now. And, but just even that example or just each one of them, I think of little things they've done that have never gone away in my mind that I just know I've learned from them to hear a message, to see miracles in my messes uh, as I watch them. And that's when the dynamics and the strengths we have here is because we are lots and lots of covenant keeping women who love God and look for those things in our mess and then we share together, it's amazing the power that comes as we mentor and care for each other here. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you, dear friends and sister, uh, for being here, and Connie, for all of your beautiful efforts. Love you gals. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers Who Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. 
Eternal Warriors podcast hosted by two YSA age young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests, and The Clark and Linda Show, a courageous couple that shares their journey of pornography addiction and how that affected their marriage and family. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under MothersWhoKnow.lcs or search for Mothers Who Know and on Instagram, username at Mothers underscore Who Know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to MomPowerTraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week Mom Power Training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at MothersWhoKnow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services at LifeChangingServices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. And by the way, if you do enroll in a program, use our promo code MWK on the enrollment form to get $25 off a Sense of Human intake session. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.